the power behind the power broker is in fact the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Marvel's TV series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and the Bennett Brothers and the Power Brokers. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you again for joining us as we have now reached the halfway point of the TV show Jerry mentioned, the Fat WS, the Fat Wide Screen, or T fat white screen anyways thank you for joining us we're going to talk about this latest episode give our opinions thoughts easter eggs connections all the stuff you've been looking forward to after you saw this latest episode we're going to talk about it before we get started though there is just a couple of pieces of news we would like to touch on i don't know if we didn't touch on this last week the black widow trailer or did we no because it just came out it I just, just came out That's i just right. saw it yesterday for yep. the first so time. we didn't talk about it last week and if we did that would have been amazing what'd you think good again it's a movie that should be on disney plus at this point because it should have aired a year ago so it's it's a weird you know still seeing trailers for this movie at this point you know have they had daniel daniel craig doing another bond film because i'm assuming that last one already came out a year ago (laughs) will you be watching this on disney plus or will you be going to the theater It's not till july so who knows it's so far away it's 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 an expense it's not like the HBO Max. It's not like I, the fact that I just watched Kong, you know, Godzilla versus Kong last night because I was at home and I'm already paying for HBO Max. That's different. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Why? What are you thinking? I think I'm going to go to the theater. I, I think going to it's. I've seen every Marvel movie in the theater. I like the experience. And yet you're watching Marvel TV movies, shows. Yeah, movies really no, no, for all intents and purposes. TV per- shows. Let's... Oh no, this show we're watching right now is a freaking long. <laughs> it movie. is. It is. And maybe someday they'll put them all together and they'll release it in the theater. You don't theater. have to. You just you just push the button and plays them all back to back to back. But I mean, they might like release it in the theater and you can see it on a big screen with a crowd of Marvel f- fiends who get to enjoy it with you. No, no, thank you. I've seen those people. Yeah, and those people gave me one, perhaps my greatest moment of my of my theater going experience during Endgame. So. I gave you your greatest moment in Endgame. There was the it was the theater. It was everything, and I've also got to watch many theaters react the way our theater reacted. So I am smiling thinking about it because it is such a wonderful experience. We also got a Green Band trailer, a normal trailer for Suicide Squad. What did you think of that? It was good. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of new stuff in there. Yeah, there's a lot of new stuff in there, but, it's, there? but we don't know what anything really means. Like, yeah. Are there two teams? Did one team get killed right at the beginning? Do they come back at the end? Who knows? Don't kill off Captain Boomerang. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Comes back as Captain Stick. We also it's got straight. a new trailer just now for the Loki TV series. Yeah. Looks pretty good. That looks outstanding. It's going to deal with time, and I don't know what comic book connections this has. It's going to be a case of... Loki is a variant caused by what he did in Endgame. Yes. And so they're going to find out that the timeline has split up in all these areas and he's going to have to help them. And there's also going to be variant Lokis because in the comics, Loki has been a kid. Loki has been a woman. Loki has been different versions. So uh, there's already speculation based on casting rumors that there's a kid who's going to play Loki. There's uh, speculations that there's a woman going to play Loki. So he may run into these variants. He may have to change these variants. We don't know. But... Uh, I think it's official that there's a second season they're going to go with this. So unlike the two existing Marvel TV series, I think Loki is designed to be like, oh, we can do this for four or five years if we want to. Maybe. You had said he's going to help them and them being this timeline agency who keeps track of time and things like that. We knew the name, but I'm not going to yeah, we don't, we, know. we know the name. I didn't know if this is a comic book timeline thing or if this is created just because they've created this wonky timeline ser- uh, situation that they have with Loki. That's the name I'm, of the group, by the way, Wonky Timeline. That, that's what it should be called, the WTL. Hmm. <laughs> what the line? Uh, this is <laughs> terrible. I want to. I'm curious about that and seeing the TVA, where this goes. It looks awesome. The Time Variance Authority. That's what they are. That's what they. That's what they call them. That is uh, uh, Owen Wilson. There he is. Yeah, I thought the trailer looked spectacular. Another movie quality level, and it's a subject that I'm. I love. If it's done well, a good time traveling multiverse subject is always a good time. I'm just looking forward to how many times we're going to hear. Owen Wilson go, wow. 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 John Wayne. <laughs> so those are, that's the big news of trailers that came out. Things are moving forward. We have tons of Marvel. We have tons of everything coming. It's exciting stuff. 
we didn't even touch on like all the rumors and news that's going on with Star Wars. That's got a ton of stuff. We had, we had the Bad Batch trailer come out. That's great. Leaked footage of the Obi Wan Kenobi Tatooine set came out today, like of the buildings being made and everything. I'm gonna. I did not see it, but I'm guessing there's sand. Mm-hmm. Owen Lars and Aunt Veru will both be back. The yep. actresses and actor who played them in the prequels. Yeah, the one, uh, the, the gentleman Joel Hodge. Joel. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's been a lead in his own movies, so yes. he's a, he's a big name, a bigger so name. big name that you don't even know his name. No, I I would have gotten there eventually. What's his name? Joel Edrington. No, Damn. yeah, you got is it. it. Is it Edrington? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. You messed the first part of the name up though, but yeah, it's not Joel. What kind of name is Joel? <laughs> what kind of name is Joel? That's so, so. So our show, we're at the halfway point, Jerry. What'd you think? It was great. It was a, a great episode. I think this one was even better than the last one. I liked everything about it. I mean, there's been action in all these episodes, but this brings in a couple characters from Civil War. So uh, that that's not actually brings in more than a couple. I, I loved it, and uh, I just liked the character interacting. And keep going. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think Zemo, Zemo really adds to this show. He's It's a fascinating dynamic that he brings, and he's a mystery He's finally and, Baron Zemo. They say it. They yeah. actually say it. Yeah, and I. But here's the thing. I don't know why the episode's called Power Broker. The Power Broker, because the Power Broker is the. Is it called the Power Broker? I thought so. I wrote down Power Broker. I could be wrong. But it, but it's, I, it's, I get that they're the, explaining it's, it's him. It's the Wizard but... of Oz. You know, the Wizard of Oz isn't barely in the movie, but everybody's talking about the Wizard of Oz. He's the de- destination. He, you know, that's you know. So that's what this was. It was. You know, the power broker. Who is the power broker? Who's behind it all? Who's running it? They're trying to find the power broker and how it ties in to the Flag Smashers. So that's why I believe it's called that. Mm-hmm. It is called, it's just power broker. It is. No the. It, it, I it just, I question it because it was one of those things that like, would he or she or they or whoever get revealed this episode? And it, we don't get any reveal of that. I mean, this episode could have been called, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Zemo. Yeah, and or, there's yeah. all obviously in the mystery of who is the power broker there's a lot of fan speculation out there and not as much as wandavision but people like the idea about questioning things and one of the main theories i don't buy for a second i know that the power broker has to be somebody of some relevance i think because otherwise why would you not introduce them even look at look at shield how shield would come up with all those weird names just to hide somebody and then after once they reveal them they never use those weird names again like what were some of those things you knew all those ones were Bill Bill oh, yeah. Paxton's character was called the clairvoyant the clairvoyant then they never called him that again it's just it's designed to delay it mm-hmm. and but also I think in this situation it will be somebody of note a notoriety a character the theory that it's the Sharon Carter character I it doesn't work in the no. timeline because she was she was blipped so she's only been back since the blip and she was on her own for two years. And then, you know, uh, five years go by, and so she missed out on that. So there was two years between the actual blip and when we last see her in Civil War. So she's out on her own for two years, and then she's gone for five. So the idea that she could be the power broker and step right back into that position does not lend a lot of believability to that. And also, on the fact of the matter is, is that character is a positive superhero character. Why would you? You know, they already just did that kind of with Agatha Harkness in WandaVision by making somebody who wasn't necessarily a villain more villainous. And I don't see them doing that here. I agree. I do not see Sharon Carter being the power broker. I think it's going to be Zola. I I, I think it's going to be Zemo. I think it's going to be Zemo. I think Zemo, they're setting him up down the road for Thunderbolts so that he can be in that, if they want to go that route with the Thunderbolts. Which is a book Which where Z he's... will it be? Zemo or Zola? Mm. I don't know. I, 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 I'll give another reason. I'll give a couple reasons why I think it's Zemo as we go through this episode. Take it away, All right. GRC commercial. GRC, the Global Repa- Repatriation Committee. They are, they say we have a commercial, stock footage commercial showing how wonderful they are. And they do a nice little cut here where we see the German police and the GRC. They're transporting Captain America. So they're in leagues with Captain America, John Walker. Was it German police? It was. Okay. Pelisa. So uh, that is where we're at right now. 
This play, this thing takes place all over Europe. It, it feels like. Oh yeah. And I will talk about those places when we get to them. We enter the hideout we saw in the previous episode, which was the the uh, the the base it's a gambling the, place, right? No, or? no, this is the place that took in the flag smashers. Yeah, but I mean, as episode. a business, they had people doing stuff in that business. It was a real. Oh, I didn't even. I don't think we even saw the business. I thought it was like a gaming place where you can go and play games because that's what they 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 knock on the door. I think that's why that guy has that. But he 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 is a he's a businessman who has that, and he just harbored them for the night. It wasn't like he had an illegal business. I don't think. And this is where we get a another crack in the armor one. of Captain America, John Walker here. He gets spat on, and then he's like, don't you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Which as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, Captain America would never say that. No, he wouldn't. I mean, I would, especially if someone <laughs> spit on me, <laughs> would get, wearing that outfit, like, don't you know who I am? You say that when you're walking down the street and people will get you. Like, people spit on me all the time. Do you know who you are? <laughs> And people are like, and, and then like, pooped on me. I was like, don't you know who I am? And, and basically, we we're just finding out that you just have really terrible short term memories that you don't know your name. You're like, no, do you know who I am? Yeah, Seriously, I, I need help. Super confused. The other part of this sequence here after this, and he walks outside with Battlestar, he, they use a, a close up on him where he look, the, the background looks blurry and he looks confused. And it made me wonder it was like, you know, is it supposed to represent him being, you know, struggling with what to do next or. It almost because of the camera effect, the shakiness and the blurriness to it, it made me wonder if he already has some drugs in his system, and that may be causing part of the problem. Interesting. I did not notice that with the cinematography. Good Pretty catch. Good. If that if that is what's happening, or good, just good speculation. Lamar, when he's walking outside, Battlestar, he does mention he's like, "We're out of leads. We're going. We're going after someone who's giving." beds and food to people in camps and shelters like maybe we should just stop doing this and he's like no we need to keep going it, which you know it, it actually is a good idea to keep going as we find out later when oh she what you mean when the writers go now we have to make it obvious but they, mess, they definitely start with making her a good person like she's she's feeding the poor and the needy should we arrest yeah, her? I know, and that's again I've, I've been questioning that the entire time and as soon as I see what happens later in this episode I'm like well, there you go. I, you know, you just you you made it easier. The writers go, we got to do this. Otherwise, there's no motivation. So, exactly. So we now cut to Berlin, Germany. Germany, Berlin. We know where that is at, and we are going to a prison. Jerry, why is Zemo in Germany? A prison in Germany. That was where he was placed at the end of Civil War, Joel. That's why. Why Germany? Why does Germany get the jurisdiction? My question to you is, Joel, why not Germany? That's good. Well, why not the raft? I don't remember. Well, I've seen people ask this question online, and some people have given the answer, the raft is for super-abilityed people. But then I go, well, what the hell was Sam Wilson doing there? Mm -hmm. What is Hawkeye doing there? Mm -hmm. They're not not super-powered individuals, and neither neither is Ant-Man. He has a suit that Mm -hmm. gives him power. So so why is he not in the raft? I guess because he's not villainous enough. He did, they did mention he's only, he's only killed T'Chaka, you know? (laughs) Who else has he killed? I I, he killed some Hydra people. Killed all those super soldiers. Killed those super soldiers, which is, you know, Kind of the, what I think the UN, I think there was a few other people killed at that thing besides T'Chaka. Oh, that's probably true. That's probably true. I, it's I just, don't know why it's just in interesting. I, 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 I don't remember the, the specific reason of why he's in Germany. He was who, well, why they called Germany. They put him in the, uh, the most uh, unsecure prison I've ever seen in my oh, entire life. Crazy. So you're going to explain this. So Bucky goes and visits. I like what they do with the timeline here. We, we see Bucky go, and then we see Bucky afterwards with Sam. And they're like, where am I? What did you do? Kind of thing. And we don't know the answer yet. So I like the little play of narrative here. Mm-hmm. But so Bucky somehow. storytelling. Bucky somehow got a key in a Machiavelli book to Zemo. And that's what I'm supposed to understand from this, correct? He was somehow able to get a key into a book that he... I don't know what you're talking about there. It's like, from what I remember, okay, obviously after the sequence where Zemo does, he attempts the trigger words and he sees that doesn't work, yes. although he does say that, hey, there's still something in you that's of the Winter Soldier. And then, you know, he wants to break Zemo out. And I, I you know, they all we see is Bucky give the note to that one guy. He found some guy who no, was No, no, you got to go before that, though. 
So he goes, Bucky goes, what's what that book? book? Yeah. He goes, it's a book by Machiavelli. He opens the book and inside the book is a, a card. I, I'm assuming it's a key. I thought it was just a bookmark. I, I think it's more than that. But it could, maybe it is just a bookmark. I thought it was just a then bookmark. how the hell did he get out of his prison cell? That's the question. I thought it was Bucky getting him to get out of the cell. And then they talked about, you know, you pull a fire alarm at this point, you know, do all this kind of stuff. It was just, it was confusing. It was weird. But I do like the setup of it being, you know, the Hannibal Lecter prison cell where he's going to go talk to the supervillain to try to get the other supervillain kind of thing. So yeah. I thought that was a so, cool setup. Yeah. So he gets out somehow. And again, here's my question. Did he kill that guard? He took the guard's outfit. He's a bad guy, so yeah. Yeah, but if he kills the guard, then Sam and Bucky are, are, are accomplices to, mer- yeah, accomplices to Mercer. So they don't show it, and we have to assume he didn't. But they didn't show him also not killing him. Because everything else, yeah, now that he's out and people get killed, I mean, obviously they're they're kind of involved in the fact that, that you know when he kills the guy later or anything happens with Zemo, he kills a bunch of bounty hunters. We kind of like, oh, well, well, that's a gray area because they're bad guys. But it's like that guard. I mean, I don't. Obviously, he didn't kill him because when we find out later, when John Walker goes there, there's no mention of you know. Well, on top of that, they do mention that Zemo has a code. So maybe since he's an innocent person, he doesn't. No, kill he a- killed the doctor in Civil War. Uh, the doctor who was who, going to do the who took, interrogation. No, yeah. So yeah, there good, you go. Good point as well. But that was an end to it. Well, who knows? That's all. All good questions. All good I like questions. the part where he's trying to talk when Sam and Bucky are going back and forth, and he goes, "If I may," and they both yell in unison, "No!" That was it. Was very funny. Yes, and we he goes to his collection of old cars that he has that's been collected through his family. World so War II cars he has, there. We, he gets his mask and his we, jacket. And his jacket. We find out he's a baron because he goes to his plane. He's super rich. Apparently, he's been paying bills while he's been in prison he hasn't been in prison that long uh a couple years maybe he's been in prison seven years and so he's been paying his butler he's been doing all sorts of stuff he's been paying to house all these cars and and the plane that butler's evil by the way that's an evil butler well the butler is named oznik He's played by Nicholas Pryor. Who, who is a is character eight, actor in a million things. He's 85 years young. He was in Doctor Sleep. He was in Executive Decision. He was in an episode of MASH. He started his uh, his acting career in a TV show called Brighter Day. All right. Are you familiar with that show? No. It lasted for like five years. If it's part of the Green Lantern mantra, then no, yeah, this I is def- I think this is back in the 60s. So he, uh, No, again, I've seen him in every... I mean, he might have been in an episode of like... He could have been an episode of Beverly Hillbillies, you know. Yeah, no, he's been you know. he's been in a ton of stuff, like oh, I think 171 he's, he's a acting yeah. credits on his uh, resume. So he's he's been doing it a long time, and it's great. It's great. Good good to see. But I believe because I know him, it's like, it's like I just see him doing something bad. We'll see. Maybe he helps uh, Harry Osborn at the end become you know forgive his father the Green Goblin. You know the Butler who comes out of nowhere. What do you what are your friend? Is that the Amazing Spider-Man? No, that's the third Spider-Man movie. Remember when Harry's going bad, and then all of a sudden the butler, who really is like a father to him, just shows up, and Harry, you, sh- you know, don't worry about it. Go be Peter's friend. I, I got it. I don't. I, bl- I blocked exactly. It's this weird. I butler. think I've only seen that movie like once too. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, but we obviously, you know, Zemo. I love the fact that he's Baron Zemo, and like I said, we do hear him say, hear that later. But he's also dressed in purple, which the character is famous for the purple look that he has in the books. Speaking of books, Zemo has Bucky's book, which we find out is actually Captain America's book, who gave it to Bucky, and then Bucky wrote down all the people he he's harmed during as he's Winter Soldier. Yeah, so it, it, he so I guess he stole that from him or sleight of handed it from him. Zemo did, so that was cool. That's to see. why if he did that, him getting a key to get out of his place is not that hard. Yeah, and he's rich, so he could have done other things to get out. And we get the first mention of Madripoor, which we'll talk about here momentarily because Jerry's going to give us a rundown on what what is Madripoor and where does it come from. Yeah, the reason that the, our heroes are going along here is they're going after somebody named Selby, who's a mid-level fence. This is the the person who's going to take them to the next person who's going to take them to the next person. And the whole reason we're using Baron Zemo, so they had to set that up from the beginning, saying, "Hey, I know this, and, and it this works person for me." There. This all works for me. I understand it. We go to the GRC settlement. 
resettlement camp in Riga, Latvia. Can, by can, the way. I'm sorry, before we, I know, I, I just wanted to mention in the in the dialogue here when he talks about how cities fly and innocent people die, because you know Zemo gets this great little speech here, and in the speech he mentions the Red Skull, which is great, uh, and then it's completely followed by a a, a, a a Skull Island King Kong joke, and I was like, I don't think that's timed really well because you just have a character named Red Skull. Skull Island. People not paying attention. Like, so the Red Skull had his own island. Well, if they're not paying attention, they should be listening to the Bennett Brothers podcast. Share it, share it far and wide with all your friends who don't actually pay attention to the show. We can help them. Who's uh, Sh- Sharon Far and Wide? Sharon Far and Wide, <laughs> right next to Lisa Katera. A GRC resettlement camp in Riga, Latvia. Lat- uh, Riga is the capital of Latvia. It has about one million people in it. You don't so, have to uh, tell me this. I lived it. You have not. We see Carly. She visits what we find out is her dying mother. Is it her mother? Yes, because she's listed as mama. She's listed. It could be a mother figure. You know what? It could be. I I think think she was. I think she's an adopt, uh, an orphan. Yeah, Danya Madani. Danya Madani, played by the actress Veronica Falcon. (laughs) There's there is a uh, a little thing over the O. So. I don't know. Falcon. Yeah. What is that Atreide. called? A, a feng shui or whatever the over the O. <laughs> what is that no, called? I called that. You're talking about like a, no, you're not saying an exante gear. I just want to hear you say it again. You said it last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a uh, So that's over the O. But her name is Veronica Falcon. I thought that was outstanding. Like, you're cast. What's your name? No, that's that's James White so- <laughs> Winter Soldier. Oh wow, you're in too. I'm Jimmy White Wolf. <laughs> and now we get to go probably the coolest reveal I think in this show so far. I thought it was. Well, we have another one later on, but was that bridge the bridge? The itself? bridge into the city. It was just such a cool look. We go to Madripoor. Jerry, what is Madripoor? Madripoor is a city or city-state in the Indonesia area that can represent anything from Singapore to Hong Kong to a version of all that. It's a, it's a, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious because this is where all of the action can happen. There is Low Town, which is a bad area, and High Town, which is not great either, but it's where rich people live. It is a It was invented for the Wolverine solo book, back in 19 late 80s by Chris Claremont and it's where Wolverine would go to have adventures outside of the X-Men in his disguise as Patch. Yes, Patch was a character that had an eye patch and Wolverine's hair and beard and claws, but nobody knew he was Wolverine, he was Patch. And that's where it was and he would hang out a lot of the time at the Princess Bar, which we actually get to see a sign for here in this episode. So X-Men Universe is here. Yeah, so this is, this, they, they, they call it Neon City or something like that, correct? Did you mention that? I thought you said something uh, about that. But it is filled with neon and, and black light, just like Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. No, it's not. I'm kidding there. But it is filled <laughs> with neon. It is a very cool-looking city. I When I watch this and the motorcycles come up around the truck, it gives me a, I'm like, ooh, I would love to see a live-action Akira movie. That or a live action Akira TV show, it would look awesome. Uh, is just by looking at the way they the way they do this city. So the Bucky is going to be portraying the Winter Soldier again. So he has the Winter Soldier garb on again. Sam is going to be dressed up as a character called the Smiling Tiger, known as Conrad Mack. He actually looks at a picture of this this guy, and it actually looks just like Sam. <laughs> yeah, do, do you think it was? I don't know who that. I don't know who that actor is. It, I, I don't. I, I don't think it looks perfectly like him. I think it's him just in makeup doing it in a beard. Maybe, maybe. This Who's partic- a this, smiling this, tiger. It's a not really well known villain from the X Men books from that basically that area. So it's. I was one that I was like, oh yeah, I think I remember that. Maybe, maybe. We see a sign that says "Power Broker is watching." And then they enter into the Brass Monkey, that funky monkey bar. I don't know why you're playing the Wakanda music. I, this Panther is the closest music. I've got. Because the song, the song in that opening scene is awesome. It's a Korean song. I know. Song. You were, I was, I was, I was uh, infuriating you and my kid because I just kept, I kept going. Woo! 
Yeah, he kept saying woo like he was in G.I. Joe, the first movie, and he was Marlon Wayans. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, and we are good. And scene. Sam does a shot that the Smiling Tiger likes from a snake, which was a little funny scene here. What and were then, those bikers that they came in with? You know, and they were The bikers uh, that led them the, to that. Yeah. Was I that, don't know. Was that, I guess I did lead them to that. That's strange. Here's my other question for it's you. A great question. I, I, don't I, know I, yeah, I don't know. Here's my other problem is, again, I was too busy trying to find that incredible music I was just playing for you. When they, they, they come flying in on a plane, right? And then the next time we see them, they're just walking. You see the city is a good mile away. And they're just walking on an abandoned light bridge. Why are they walking on that bridge to get to another car? Is well, it just ca- yeah, to look well, cool? Did somebody go, oh, that's like cool shots. So, let's these, so these three guys walking down a roadway? I have no idea. The car obviously is Zemo's. He has, yeah. There's a driver there. I get that. And I, I understand like, why that. Why did the but, driver drive further down the road? And I asked Debbie, and Debbie's like, well, they, went, they had to have all this dialogue. I go, and I get it. It's visually stunning. And you could have just had this dialogue in the car. Not, not as pretty, not as cool looking, but it felt Maybe. to me like they go, look at this cool bridge. Let's shoot here. But they never, and it's not it's not essential, I get it, but it was also, it wasn't explained, like, where are they walking Maybe from? Maybe at the end of that bridge is the airport. Yeah, why did you show that? they're walking from the airport, but I don't know why the car would just go yes, to Yes, thank, you, thank you, that was the question. <laughs> Gets in the car, he's like, why did you make me Unless walk Unless there was a line yards? of dialogue that says, hey, once you had, you know, maybe this was the- Cars maybe, aren't allowed close Maybe to the because airport. the- City state is such a separate organization, you know, like you can't come in and out, and so they had to walk to, to another vehicle. Maybe there was a line of dialogue or something like that. Again, it's no one's going to ask that yeah. question but me, but I asked. Bucky then goes on the offense here, as as instructed by Zemo, and he starts hurting people, breaking his his second rule: Don't, you shouldn't hurt anyone. He starts beating up people. Did you see Sharon in the bar when this was going down? I did not. Is she in the Yeah, she's in oh, the bar. Right. You mentioned and, that. Yep, and she's yep. got the hoodie on and she pulls it and she goes back. So she's in there. And also on the outside of the bar was also when the first time we see that power broker is watching sign. I see, yeah, I said that. No, but I, I, did, did you mention yeah. about the eyes, though? Oh, no, there, there's two sets of eyes. Yeah, nobody knows. I've looked online. Nobody understands, knows who those, can guess who it looks like, like if it was somebody. People are using their cell phones to record the Civil War. Uh, the Civil War. The, <laughs> uh, the Winter Soldier fight here, I guess. I guess some of these companies like AT&T have gone into Madripoor and installed cell towers and things like that. I'm starting to think of all the infrastructure in the city because we do see a lot of cargo crates and stuff like that. Well, it has to be also because there. there's high town, so there's rich people yeah, there. There has, so to be, there has to be There is infrastructure. infrastructure. It's, not is ju- it's not Escape from New York. It's not Escape yeah. from New York where it's like nobody's good, doing anything. Good, 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 good call. Good call. So, okay, so couple questions here first off you've had that snake drink in real life is it good it's it's a it's a, it's a little spicy <laughs> we also hear and i read this other people like oh the power broker because again people speculate it could be sharon there's you know the power broker is not referenced as uh, anything gender wise i'm like this entire scene they keep saying he and him and you know there's a lot of like the power broker is a man you know there there was many times all three of these guys talking where it's in reference to a he which again that doesn't that's not definitive but it definitely leads that direction. Sure. And we learn that he is judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, he's the yeah. judge dread of the... Of the uh, but nobody knows who he is, which, again, here, okay, here's the thing. Well, I don't know if nobody knows who he is because some of the guys well, that come to they the go thing. to Zemo. They go to Zemo. And it's like, it, I'm sure that they go, well, he's he lives here, he has his power, and he delegates it out through these people, and yes. that's how it goes. Now, here's what's going to happen, theoretically, is if it's somebody like... Zola, if someone's like Armin Zola, then yeah, he definitely, because he, maybe he's a computer-looking character, so maybe he would be that way, and he, and he doles out, and that that makes sense, and so nobody would ever know who he is, uh, and that's what I think it is. But if it's somebody like Sharon or some other character, as soon as we find out who it is, then everybody will not be surprised by the face anymore, because it'll because that person will be all over the place. But if, uh, right now, like nobody knows who the power broker is. You know, if it's Zemo, it, he could be communicating via, like we saw him communicate to the Flag Smashers via text. He could be communicating digitally with all these people. What would his goal be, considering he goes where he goes in this episode and kills who he kills well, and, we'll talk and all about of that. that. I want, I want to talk that. About His motivation that. would be so really a stretch. We have we get introduced to, to Selby, who's played by Imelda Kokorin. She was in... Uh, she played Dr. Goodman in two episodes of yes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there you go. There's your MCU actor who's been but multiple not things. Not the character. No, she was also in an episode of Lost. She was not, as Jerry had thought when we watched it, from The Matrix. Hey, do we ever talk about the rumor that's out there right now that Fitzsimmons will actually be showing up in Spider-Man movie? 
We did not talk about that rumor because that's not news, Jerry. Okay. That's not That's news. true. That's true. Well, I know, but it was talking about S.H.I.E.L.D., so it sucked me in for a That'd second. That'd be awesome. That would be great. But they're not playing their characters. <laughs> We're, yeah, right. We are entered, We find out about a scientist named Nagel, which we'll talk Dr. about. Dr. Wilfred Nagel. Here's my question also. Is there this whole contrived contrived scene that happens here where Sam gets the phone uh. it's vibrating, which is a terrible scene. It's a terrible scene. First off, it makes me question first... Because when, when they go there and they're walking in the bar and we see everybody knows, oh, my God, that's the Winter Soldier. I'm asking you this question. Would other people also go, like, isn't that the Falcon? <laughs> isn't he world famous? He's the Avenger. Mm-hmm. Isn't he somebody who we've already established in America? Like when the cop goes, oh, my but God, I didn't recognize you. And the, and the bank guy America. goes, oh, my God, it's wrecked. He's worldwide. They right. know well, who he, he is. is. But he's an American. He works for America. He's American. I mean, like. I, I maybe maybe it was just that it was that point where you kind of go like but he is someone else he's dressed as a pimp i guess i he's uh, I, I that's a that's a great question you know aren't people recognizing zemo because some of them do recognize zemo but he but zemo in the car says we can't go in as ourselves like you went in as yourself <laughs> i just felt like the music needed to come back in <laughs> okay <laughs> So there, Jerry brought the music back. So Sam's sister calls. <laughs> it's in the notes. Sam's sister's call calls, and that I just. So here's the thing. He's got uh, the he's got the loudest vibrating phone in the world. Goes. Mm. So here's what I would do. My phone vibrates, or here's what any other normal human being on the face of the planet who's had to deal with this, which is yeah. everybody, just immediately like you touch your phone, boop, you push it. Sorry. No, no, answer. I just hung up. Focus on the meeting here, Selby. You know, it's just it was. You know. Yeah, they all walk around like. I'm not supposed to be spe- here. Yeah. Like, act a little better than that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I get it. It's just forget us to point A to point B. But God, it was silly. It was silly. It was a reminder of the audience going, "Oh, look, there's your sister," and remember this storyline. And I feel like they sh- they they shoehorned it in to say, "Hey, we're gonna have to make sure that people haven't seen Sam's sister since the first episode. Now we're episode three. We need a scene, and this will also get us from A to B." So I felt this was not a great written sequence. It, it could have been funnier too. It, they tried to be funny with it, and I didn't think, but it wasn't mm, like not funny. it wasn't as funny. It was as just it, ugh, it was just sitcommy acting. That's where, where he's I doing la- that. that's where I launder all my money. Like, oh, come on, <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm I'm bad. It's like no, 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 no. You know, you, the the dialogue here can be better. So, who killed Selby here? Who killed Selby? That is our next podcast we're going to be doing. You should follow <laughs> that. It's going to be a series podcast of who killed Selby. I have no idea. He gets here. hit by what we think is a sniper and obviously we're followed very closely in the next sequence where we see Sharon as a sniper taking people out. So no, you don't see Sharon as a sniper. She's the one who shoots up from the top of the building. She's in her mm-hmm. hoodie and then she, no, 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 no. And then she comes out of the dark happen- out of her hoodie. Yeah, so here's what happens, right? So they get the bounty put on their head, right? So everyone's chasing after them like John Wick. But before that they happens, go- but uh, Zemo goes, leave your weapons why did he say that it's because he's the power broker. no the characters why are they decided to leave their weapons uh you know winter soldier take your arm off you know yeah. whatever he's trying to say it's like leave your weapons there was no reason for leaving your weapons other than then they wouldn't be able to shoot at people in the next scene but they have weapons in the next scene or maybe not in the next scene. No, they, they don't do, in the next scene. Get... So then they're running from yeah. people with guns, and it's just Well, like... they didn't find out the bounty was on their head until they got oh. downstairs. Yeah, and, but, but, Z- so, but so... Uh, Zemo knew that as soon as it so was happening, they're... a bounty. Who put the bounty out? The, the Obviously, we're supposed power to take the broker. power broker. Yeah. yeah. So Sharon, you know, so we have someone firing from the windows. We don't actually see who's in the windows. We see a it gun come out and shoot. But then she's downstairs instantly. Not and she reveals the pulls the hoodie because they, they separate, right? Zemo goes off one way, they're running another way, and then they end up back together. And then she's downstairs. I think it could have been that her bodyguard at the end, or whatever you want to call that person she's with. I don't think she's by herself at this moment because she's downstairs with a pistol. I, 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 the I timing, recall there being you enough know what? time. I, I might be nitpicking, but there was not enough time for her to I'm, run down three stories and get to the other side of them. I can run this video. We could watch it real fast. You want to do that? Let's run it. And we're back. So we've watched it. Several times. I will agree that it is probably Sharon Carter for the basis of the story, but it is definitely slopping. You wouldn't know it's her because you're seeing a shadowy figure up in the window shooting. That is 
Caucasian that does look like you have blonde hair and does look like there's a hoodie on. If you saw that, then you have better <laughs> eyes than me. And well, she makes it. She makes it from first. We'll say first floor. Be generous because it's shooting down. First floor out the room, down the stairs, out the thing in like five seconds. It's five seconds. She's she's fast. She's the and she has switched guns. She dropped her sh- uh, sniper rifle and pulled out a handgun to run outside. Well, she just left the sniper rifle up. There. Yeah. Sniper rifle. Out so of I, I it's. I will I will agree that it's Sharon Carter up in the room, uh, but I will say it is, like I said, sloppy. And I will say that also the fact that Zemo tells him to leave their weapons behind, I think that was designed so that he could walk out of that room and walk back down through the bar without drawing attention. So, But then we don't see that because when, when he says that, then we cut to all of the bounty hunters saying, the Selby's dead, bounty on this person. And then all of a sudden the next thing we do is we see our three main guys out on the street. So that was the reason for that. To drop the weapon. She mentions, I wrote this down here, and I guess I don't know the exact count. She, Sharon mentions that Selby is dead because of them. Yeah, well, everybody knows that because yeah, everybody, then, gets, everybody in the me, entire city gets the. She uh, goes, Selby's text. dead because of you. Does that mean she didn't kill Selby? Uh, well, that's Selby's dead I, because yeah. of you. you I killed think it's her. sloppy right, because yeah. it looks like we have that sniper doing that, and obviously Zemo makes the comment of, oh, you'll have a guardian angel looking out for you, and then that's obviously referencing Sharon also I would be shocked we just don't know who did the initial shoot because we, we, do, see, we do see uh, Sharon at the bar in the hoodie take off when she realizes that they're there yeah uh, we don't know we don't know who killed so we find out at this point now Sharon is still on the run from she has the a place of the in Civil high War. town we go to that place and it's got artwork and uh, armor and we they they mentioned that half of the artwork in the Louvre is fake and then Sam goes on Google and looks it up, and I did the same. I'm like, does that say that on Google? It does not say that on Google, but apparently in the MCU, mm-hmm. it is a fact that's a, that that's is known. That's an old theory, yeah, the black market and everything. And Sharon you know, makes her living or gets her way of living by selling stolen artwork there. Joel, uh, and I also like the comment when she's talking about Bucky and calling him Mr. America, which ironically in the comics back then, that was something he was actually called when he was Bucky. So there is a relevance to that. But she kind of rips on him and Bucky's like, oh, so she's kind of awful now. <laughs> uh, but then they you know, said, hey, you help us. You know, we'll help you get your name cleared if you help us with this case. And she agrees to it. So why was her name not cleared, Joel? Considering both. Well, she wasn't pardoned by the president the way Bucky was. And why is that? I think because she was a government and agent. And Sam, and Sam, who was yeah. a government agent. Sam was, you know, a vet and everything. You know, but then, but they came back, I guess, to, it's help, a, in a, to help in Endgame. That's, that's the thing. That's what people speculate didn't. is the fact that, you know, it would be a really bad press if, you know, the, gov- <laughs> the United States government or whoever was chasing after these two guys who helped save the universe. And so Sharon didn't Yeah, so Sharon didn't get that, though. It's, it seems silly, but, but, like, yeah, but I don't, it puts I don't there. mind it. Otherwise, yeah. she would have shown up. Otherwise, she would have shown up with all of the Avenger women at the end of uh, Endgame, and she didn't. Yeah. So this was they designed it so like, okay, she didn't get back like the others did. Sharon mentions that she says that they should steer clear of the super soldiers for their own safety, and this this like gave me a question mark in my head. I'm like, what does Sharon know? What, what why did you, why would she say you know you should steer clear of the super no, soldiers? Because she's aware she's been there for. Well, again, she was there you for two ste- years, and then she's been there for a few the, months. You should steer clear of the super soldiers for your own safety. What, what are you talking about? Like these are two superpowered. Like, are you worried that they're going to get beaten up by the? I don't. It it just seemed like she was saying something, which leads to the people having the speculation that maybe she's a power broker or mm-hmm. something to that level. Yeah. I again, she was, I don't. Agree, we know but, that she was blipped out. Correct? Didn't they show? I don't her? know that. I, thought, I mean, I, I that's a great question. In Endgame, when they saw all those different video screens of all the characters who were blipped i thought that they showed her face in there how would she how would they know that though since she's on the run i don't know i don't know anyways well i mean she could be i i when you said that before i thought you knew that from like you had that knowledge from somewhere <laughs> just Which knowledge? that i was About like the blip yeah like you even you said i was like oh he must know something that i don't so but I, See, don't, I, I I've never I don't heard know her that being either. blipped, and it would make sense. Then she has like five years to establish power and get art and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm like looking on lines, like maybe. Hang on, hang on. Oh, yeah, wait, there she, there she is. Wait, there's a, here's a picture. Pinterest. What? A, what? What is Pinterest? I don't know why you went to Pinterest. I, there's an article that says maybe Sharon Carter wasn't blipped. Well, there's an image here uh, where Captain Marvel's looking at the images, and we see Sam. 
who's blipped, and we knew that. We see it next to Dr. Eric Selvig, who we didn't know. We didn't see him, but he did. And then there's well, they, another picture in the corner of a blonde lady, and I believe that's Sharon. This oh, is from if, if you're blonde, you're Sharon. And she's According also wearing, Jerry, that's she's wearing a hoodie, and she she's, looks like she had just run down a flight of steps in five seconds. I'm just saying those factors kind of lead, awesome. lead one there. All right, well, we'll see if they I, – I think she was blipped, but we'll see if they – clarify that at any point. I, I really feel like I need to go to the movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> Back to the replay. They go to a club, which I'm not sure what club this is. Yeah, was this where she was doing her selling? Because she had to go sell stuff. And I thought there was like glass cases of, of, of things at this dance club. It was really hard to understand. Well, the glass cases are in her apartment. I know, but then there's a couple more in the next scene. Well, you know what's in the next scene? Zemo dancing. Yes, and that's always... We it's always called dancing? Need, we always need the dancing of bear, of a Baron Zemo. Don't knock it. So they get the it. information they need from here. It's a nice quick scene. It was well shot. It, I, I, it just looks like a party. And then we get to go to the shipping containers. So this is where our next, our next set piece is. And they're all given earpieces by Sharon Carter, which Jerry loves earpieces. <laughs> well, they showed it so that they didn't have to spend a whole bunch of time touching their ears. This was yes. designed in a way. Although, you know, here's the best way of doing it, the way they did it here. Anytime somebody hears somebody... You hear their voice a little more, you know, you're hearing it through something. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Though I'm, I, I'm hearing a radio signal. Perfect. That's all you ever have to do. They enter into a shipping container with a, fat, with a false back, which leads down to a secret lab where we get to meet Dr. Nagel, who's played by Ali Huskivi, who is in the TV show Manifest and the, and the TV show The Deuce, Mr. Robot. Baron... They, so he he starts laying out. Well, he's going to lay out a bunch of stuff here. I want to point out though, there is a quick glance between Baron and Nagel, like they know each other. That's where I get my idea that Zemo could be the power broker. But he's also known in that area too, though. He is known. He is known, but the way they look at each other was like, "What you're, what are you doing here?" Like sort of like Nagel looks at him like, "What are you doing here? You hired me. Why are you why are you here right now?" We get to cut outside, and we get to see Sharon kicking some ass, which is great. It's a good fight stuff here. Then Nagel's going to explain. He explains kind of his work history, how he went from Hydra to the CIA to work on the Super Soldier Serum. He ends up getting blipped out and coming back to finish his work on it. He says there's going to be no clunky machines, no jacked-up bodies, which explains, you know, the Flag Smashers, why Carly is... It's a great... I had to watch this scene, like, three or four times just to write all this down. Hey, let me... Can I, do you sure. mind if I read? Because I was... You know, first off, the Mel Torme music here was great. Coming home. Good song. And we obviously know... You know, you said Sharon's fighting Bounty Hunter. So, he was brought into Hydra after five failed test subjects, which we know from the Winter Soldier. When Hydra fell, he was recruited by the CIA with, although we're not told this, it's with Isaiah's blood samples. We're supposed to be led to believe that, and that's what I yes. believe, unless there's somebody else. He was, I was a god. No other scientist since Erskine, Erskine, yeah, I'm jumping trouble saying that. Erskine, thank you, had done that. And he did, like you said, there's no jacked up bodies, no giant metal machines. It's basically saying we don't have to have this giant, because that, again, that was 1940s technology. But it also explains why, you know, Steve Rogers got, you know, like if they were to give Steve Rogers that serum now when he was skinny, he would be super powerful and he'd still be, you know, the skinny, skinny Steve. Guy, yeah. yeah. So, but then he says, before he could complete his work, he was turned to dust and the project was abandoned. And then he came back, had nobody there for him, and so the power broker said that he would fund the recreation of his work. Why would Baron Zemo fund the recreation of the thing he hates most? Good question. Yeah, and then here's the other thing. So he's making the serum, whatever the magic things to make the serum. He makes 20 serums, and does he make them just in one 20-minute batch, or is he constantly making something? Because he never makes any more that we know Mm -hmm. of. So, and she's, Carly steals the 20 doses, you know, so is he continually making more? Is that what all that stuff there was? Because they do ask him if there was any more there, and he said no. And then the Baron kills Nagel, just shoots him right there and then. Well, the beforehand, is why. did you mention about the fact that he actually said that he had gotten a call uh, from Carly, who was asking if he could help Danya Madani, who has... TB, tuberculosis. Tuber- yep. So I did not mention that. Yeah, and that's why we all that gave us the name. That gave the connection. That also told our heroes where their next step step was. Is go where this Don Danya is at. 
And uh, meanwhile, outside, Sharon is just brutally killing these people. And then obviously Zemo kills a doctor and then a rocket yes, launcher. Well, the, que- the question is, why did Baron kill the doctor? So my first instinct was, oh, because the doctor is a horrible human being. Well, yeah, he's he, 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 he can stop. It. Yeah, it'll, it'll stop the winners. But then the I winners, thought, it'll stop did Baron kill him because he's no longer useful to him? It depends. I mean, because he is, it seems like the, doc- ba- the doctor my... could keep still. The doctor could keep making more and more. So whoever the power broker, whoever is in charge, would want this resource. That's true. So my, that's leading away from my Zemo. Uh, my Zemo conspiracy. I'm not saying you're wrong. Zemo is... totally could be behind it because that would be the kind of supervillain stuff it has. Well, you know who's villain. behind it, it? It was Agatha all along, Jerry. What? <laughs> So they're outside, they're shooting, they're having some good banter back and forth. The lab Going explodes. left, going right, lab explodes. And then Zemo comes in and he starts kicking some ass. Like, he's not just shooting, he's fighting and he's doing his thing, which is awesome. Nice for having a mask when you're a stunt person so you don't have to worry about that. My only, the only thing I will say, because the mask looks great, just wish he had the white eyes, the Deadpool eyes, or the Spider-Man eyes, you know, that they can morph around and give some some emotion to now i think that mask actually looks a little cg enhanced and we know that marvel has done that even when they make a mask like when they made the black panthers mask they didn't cg and do a different version or like when vision would have his face painted and done stuff they'll do cg even over the stuff and i feel it's just a a mask with like a it has that it has has a hard rubber in it it has the brow and everything like that but that's like a hard i i I know i have a halloween mask that looks just like i get that but it's like the way he pulls it off his face and everything in the one scene it's like there's no bad frame of it and you know how like like when they do the spider-man masks when they pull them off it's always a little cg enhanced and i feel that his mask is a little CG enhanced, which is not bad, but I was really aware of it. I'm gonna, I, I will, I will hesitantly disagree that with on, that, on, but I'd be curious. So I mean, that'd be cool if it, they went through it. But then again, they should just made the eyes white, and then they can, you know, manipulate the eyes to give him his emotion because that would, because that's what he has in the comics is the white eyes. Well, so does Batman. So does Wolverine. Well, we never got to see Wolverine in this costume with the white eyes. A mask. He never wore a mask in the movies, so hopefully that'll happen. Yes. But they do have two characters in now in the MCU who have white eyes in Spider-Man and Deadpool. So they... Bucky bear, spears a girl. Yeah, he spears her right in the shoulder. Got her. Zemo finds a cool uh, car. I believe they call it he javelined her. Yes. Yeah, Zemo finds a car. Where did he find that car? He found it inside one of the containers. Did he? Okay, because it was hard to tell. Because he looked in and he goes, oh, he says like a yeah. line like, hello there. Hello there. He finds a <laughs> Grievous, like, apparently. They get in the car. Sam's in the back. Bucky's in the passenger seat. We Not going to move that seat up, are you? We get a callback from uh, Civil War. Or no, I'm sorry, well, Winter Soldier, which is great. No, Very Civil fun. War. No, this is Winter Soldier. No, Civil War. That's when they're Sharon's giving. You're right. You're right. Because Bucky was a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Winter Soldier. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. You okay. had it right the first time. I did. The second, and the third time is when you went bad. Um, and then we yeah. find out that Sharon has had a what is listed on IMDb as a bodyguard waiting for her to pick her up. We have a couple of big problems. She says, gets in the back, and takes off. She's third bill on the show too, so she's gonna be around. She's a mystery. She's Zemo and her are both a huge mystery in the show, and I like. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We go to the GRC Supply Depot in Vilnius, Lithuania. By the way, Vilnius—that's the capital of Lithuania. And Jerry knows that because he's like a quarter Lithuanian. So and so is Joel. And I knew that. That's why I'm just saying it to you right now. Carly and a soldier. What's Dovich. the soldier's name? Dovich. Dovich. They're reflecting on everything, and she makes the comment here about how when she took the serum, her veins felt like they were on fire. But that doesn't matter because they want to give this stuff to the kids in those camps. Yes, the and she knows well, not the serum. Is, well, that's what she's. Well, I guess you're right. Could have been interpreted the other because thing. before we had, the, I, I made the speculation that the medicine that they found was the serum, but apparently there was only eight or twenty vials of the serum made, minus the eight. And one guy's already used. dead, so she's got her and six other people theoretically and that means there's 12 vials out there for marvel to use at their leisure they talk about their life in madripoor as well when they work there and it also explains why they were a lot of questions i like that it was it was like because they were all working for uh, nagel and they also know through whatever means she knows this that she knows nagel has been killed and she tells yes she does 
Cut to Walker back at Zemo's Walker prison. Walker and Lamar, they they are at Z. They find out the Zemo was broken. Now I guess they went there because that was his idea. He was like, "We need. We're out of leads. We need to find someone who has more leads." They went there to talk to Zemo, and they found out he uh, had been had escaped. That's what I'm assuming. Why they're at this place? I could be wrong. They could just be following <laughs> a step behind, but I don't know how yeah. they would. Well, so this that's was, cool. Yeah, I think it's cool that John had the idea to go talk to Zemo the same way Bucky had the idea to go talk to Zemo. You say, how can they keep following? Well, we just established earlier that there was a bunch of people holding up cameras while Winter Soldier was in that bar. But they didn't, th- 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 for the Winter no, Soldier phones. in the bar, but as far as going to see the prison, maybe they got a thing and Zemo has been yeah. escaped and they, they went there to investigate. I don't know. But I think those cameras were to set up where they're going to go to mid- Mad- Madripoor next, which we may end up, our characters may end up going back there too, so... The Flag Smashers now do a mission where they rob the supply center. We see a cop that's not knocked out, and he's like, you scum, you're terrible Flag Smashers. And then Carly crosses the line here, and she blows it up because that's the only language they understand. And now she's a bad guy because she's killed innocent people. Yeah. Um, first off, this scene here, it's weird because she's basically, he goes, you're not taking your car? So she leaves her car there, tells her to put the seatbelts on, and then because she knows she's got her car rigged to explode. She didn't plant bombs throughout that building. But when her car does explode and she's outside with it, it kind of shakes them up, but it entirely just almost, you know, every window yes. in that building is now on fire and killing people I'm totally from the okay outdoor car. Yeah, I'm it was okay just, with I that. know, it's fine. But now she's bad because she showed her killing people. Yes. Also, in the scene before this, when we were on the plane going to wherever our next destination was, we hear, you know, Torres is on the phone which we know he hasn't been seen this episode, so this is to keep him in our attention. Cause he's Torres, giving... the power broker? No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's giving the information on uh, Danya Madani. And then Sam makes the statement that maybe he should have destroyed the shield, which is dumb. And that's when you know Bucky's like, no, I'm going to take the shield. But they're having this conversation on this plane, and they're mentioning Isaiah in the proximity of Zemo. Why would you do that? Zemo doesn't like super soldiers. Zemo is going to want to kill Isaiah Bradley. They should not have talked about this so flippantly on a plane with an extremely intelligent supervillain. That is a great point that I completely overlooked, and I don't know why they would do that. They're treating him so casually, like he's just, way too he's, casually. He's, just, he's not like a terrorist or anything. He's so we go back to Latvia, where we find out sort of what happened to Sokovia. The Baron runs through a bunch of stuff. He's like, it was cannibalized by its neighbors before the ruins even settled or whatever. Yeah, they divided it up. There is no more Sokovia. And a lot of people speculate that one of those countries that could have taken part of it in that area, in that fictional area, could be the the country of Latveria, Dr. Doom's home. As Hawk Hawk Harrelson, the former White Sox announcer, would say, stretch. Because who? That's just that's it's Mephisto who's doing it the whole time. Yeah. Oh, I saw a sign that said the name of the show is the Mephisto and the Winter Mephisto. <laughs> I had a problem with this moment here where Zemo gets mad at the two of them. He's like, "Did you even go visit the monument?" And I the was Sokovia like, "Sokovia Memorial." Yeah, the, the memorial. And I was like, "The Winter Soldier and Falcon had nothing to do with Sokovia." We find we the, yeah, Falcon is in. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron briefly at the party and very briefly at the end yeah and the Winter Soldier was not but even if they had said yes he's like well that's not enough <laughs> it's like there's so no winning in that conversation why would you get mad at them like should they, did they go visit the Vietnam Memorial as well did they go visit you know <laughs> the Holocaust yeah, Museum Zemo probably like, was like I did I live it because he knew all of that information from the the, tra- the Marvin Gaye song early so clearly so, he's, he's yeah, well the Marvin Gaye conversation was a nice throwback I like when like, Sam's like he's, he's demented but he's not wrong yeah he's out of line he's out of line but he's not wrong so we have Bucky separates Bucky separates I'm not exactly sure why but I guess because he saw a bead no he sees he sees the Wakandan tech sphere on the ground oh there's text on the ground text tech Tech, like tech. the T. Yeah, yeah the, 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 uh, he knows. Yeah, he knows that he, he looked at it and he knew it because again he spent time. He, in Wakanda he, must, he, he has saw really the, good eyes, I guess. He sees that bead on the ground, yes. picks it up. He walks a little further. He sees another one. He can, you know, he detects it, and so then he comes around. Obviously, then he goes to the alleyway and does this back and forth. We hear the Wakanda music come back in. Not the music I was playing earlier, although that would have worked too. That's the trailer music. Yeah. That, whoa, 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 whoa. that comes in yeah. and who shows up? <laughs> I wanted you to do the, the song again. <laughs> um, it's like a barking dog, And Bucky ends up seeing that is in fact his love interest, 
from Wakanda shows up there his to kill Zemo. Interest. I'm not kidding. Ao is his love interest from Wakanda. Yep. Well, that was never established in the MCU. There was. Uh, did they even have a scene together? I don't think they have. A they scene did together. not. There was speculation from reporters and stuff who had been on set when they were filming stuff from Endgame. You know, from Infinity War and something else. And there were scenes where those two were together that were never oh, even deleted fun. scenes. And there was there was there was close ups and shots of looking at each other and everything. And there's speculation. No one said this. I've only heard that in two other spots about that possibility that those two had a connection. And I'm not even saying it might have been love connection. It could have just been whatever it was. It would be but, interesting to go down the rabbit path but of we'll see having that. sort of love interest because that is not But it his could be her because he way. was there and we could find out that oh, they sure. actually did. So I'm like, I'm excited if that's true. Also, it makes me look like I know what I'm talking about. But then they have to go explain why they broke up. Why aren't they together they anymore? Why is he never, doing this thing. Why has yeah. he never talked about her? Why has he never, why has he never been brought So AO is a, a guard, or they have a name for these people. The Dorge Milan? Yes, of, of the Black Panther, right? of the King of Wakanda. I think you said it right. I, again, I didn't write it down. She was actually the first one we were introduced to in Captain America. Her famous line, Civil War, was... Civil War. Move and to Black Widow. If you don't... Or I will move you. Yes, and that's when Black Panther's like, as much as I'd like to see that. So we see her. We, we were introduced to her in uh, Civil War, and Correct. then we see her again in Wakanda in the Black Panther movie. In the Black Panther movie, and she works under. She's like second in command behind Daniel uh, uh, Daniel Aguirre. Her her character yeah. name Acuna. I always mess <sighs> it up. I, 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 trust you, you've me. heard me with names. Oh, I know. I'm, well, think about it. The other role she plays, she's famous for is playing oh, Michonne. Michonne. And we, 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 for years in the book, we're like, is that Michonne or Michonne? So we didn't know. So, uh, you know, but yes. So. So he sees Ao. Ao's like, I see you found my seven beads. And he's like, seven? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a second. I got to go find those. And what if, that, what if we, oh, never mind. I, well, I have a terrible joke. Never mind. It's like he's holding these. Deny he's holding Gurara, these beads in her hand. Gurara. He's holding these. Yeah, but what was her o- character uh, name? Oka. Oka. Okoya. O k o y e. Okoya. Okoya. That's Thank right. you. Yep. I probably shouldn't tell my joke. It's terrible. <laughs> that, that's probably a good idea. But she, that's how the episode. <laughs> I would ends. just see him. I would just see her saying something about those beads. I think I see you found my something oh, beads, and he's like, terrible. "Hey, <laughs> yikes." <laughs> <laughs> it's. I did not expect to see her. I think it's great. I didn't either. It was great because the idea that like, yeah, Wakanda has not, is probably keeping tabs on Zemo. Like they're not. They're not like. Yeah, Zemo's like they probably want him in Wakanda, not in Germany, because obviously they killed the leader of Wakanda. Imagine like an, someone who assassinated our president, and where are they? Oh, they're in jail in in France. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, the United States would be like, we want him, or we're going to keep eyes on that person. And if they escape, like, imagine what kind of going, yeah, way to go, Germany. Way to let our the, the person who assassinated our leader escape. <laughs> so it's cool that they brought this in. It brings in a whole other element with Wakanda and what they can do with it. You made a great point. Are they going to talk Me? about? Yeah. Are they going to talk about what happened uh to Black Panther, is he dead? Like, are they going to even approach this subject in any way? Is well, he here's alive here's, still at this here's point? the speculation based on the guys making the show. They've talked about how in episode five, this isn't a spoiler, other than maybe a spoiler, that there's supposed to be an emotional moment, a big moment, and it may or may not revolve around somebody being on the show or whatever. And there's a lot of, like, who could it be? Who would be doing this? What would the connection be? Is it a good guy? Is it a bad guy? Is it anything? But the fact that they use the phrase emotional, and this isn't coming from Paul Bettany, so we know it's not just some you know, some lie. But That if, wasn't a lie. That was a troll, know, yeah. and it was fantastic. Exactly. So if this, was, if this was an emotional moment, would Marvel actually have already shot footage Maybe that it's somehow related to the Black Panther, which I don't see that happening. I don't know how they wouldn't they wouldn't get out in front of this if that was the case. They've already gotten out in front and said, "Hey, on the What If show, they recorded several episodes with Black Panther of Chadwick Boseman, you know, recording his dialogue." If he's if you just need his voice, like the Black Panther can be a computer generated. Well, we'll find out if that's even close. That's that's not a spoiler. That's just weird, wild speculation, and it's dangerous speculation in the fact that people then will get disappointed. So it's like you almost don't want to come out and say, "Oh, it's black." I think it's Black Panther. And so then when it turns out to be, you know, you know, Aunt May, you're like, "Oh, all right. I guess it's no big deal. It's Aunt May." Or Siri. No, that Siri wouldn't be an awesome addition to this, but 
yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a great a great point, and I'm curious as to where I'm super excited. I did not expect this cameo, this person to be entering into the story. I think she'll be around at least for the next episode for a while. I don't. I, she might only be in one episode, but that's exciting. And we only have three episodes left, Jerry. Three episodes. And I'm looking at Endgame right now, and Sharon Carter is in fact blipped. It's official. She's in the same frame. I have it pulled up right there. There. I've, I've, I know that was I bugging seen you. I have so that means... Uh, I, no, it's good to know. It's good to know that she was blipped. There she is, right there. I can't see your, micro- your microphone's in the way. It says Sharon Carter backwards because it's on the other side. It's her. It's official. Why haven't we been calling him Samuel Wilson? That's his name, apparently. That's a little behind the scenes. I have to slide a door to make this magic happen. But, all <laughs> right. So... Did your opinion change of the episode? I think it's even better. I do, too. God, it's good stuff. You know what the problem is? This last episode was 53 minutes, I want to say. 53 minutes is a long rewatch. When we rewatch these things. Next like, episode is 54 minutes. <laughs> Next episode, two hours. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nope, too early. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Woo! There it is. Okay, thank you for joining us. Yes, it was fun. All right, yeah, and uh, go to all the same places we always go to and go to become a patron at our patreon.com slash Podcast, where we give you all sorts of special things, including our latest minicast, which is all about the films of Christopher Nolan. You would not believe how we disagree and agree on all of that, but you got to go there and become a patron. It only costs you a dollar, and it actually helps us out. So please go do that. And next up will be episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier at 54 minutes. It's going to go on for days. I'm excited, and I'm also Jerry. And I'm Joel, and I know that 54 minutes is not long enough for a day. And I'll talk to you next. We'll talk to you next time.